Good morning and God bless everybody. This is Apostle Joseph Rodriguez with Truth Be Told Church of the Living Christ. And here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Amen. Today we're going to talk about apostles and the apostleship. Are they around today or is that an old back in the day type of thing? Amen. So first let's start with a prayer. Oh dear Heavenly Father God, we ask that you fill us today with your truth dear God. We ask that right now, this morning, dear God, that you fill us with your holy revelations, that that the, the grain may be treaded out by the ox this morning, dear God. May the ox tread the grain as he was called to do, dear God, and provide it to the sheep that you have placed in his charge. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So today we're gonna learn about apostles, amen. And, and, and if they're still around or not according to the Bible, amen? Now, we have to know that everything in the Bible is spiritually discerned, first and foremost, amen? The word of God is spiritually discerned. A carnal man could read the Bible and it would not do anything for him besides leave him with eschatology and, and, and theology and philosophies. You wanna show what I'm telling you? Because at the end of the day, these books are spiritually discerned. You can have a carnal word for the study of scriptures, but at the end of the day, they are spiritually discerned. So rather you did it according to the scientists or not, that doesn't help you. You have to have the spirit of God to understand the things of God. Amen. So let's dive into the scriptures. Because here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. And the truth comes and is found in his word. Matthew 10, 2, and 4. Right now, we're going to read about the first apostles chosen by Jesus Christ himself, the 12, referred to as the 12. Matthew chapter 10, verses 2 through 4. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. That's two. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. That's four. Philip and Bartholomew. That's six. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. That's eight. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. That's 10. Simon, the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. That's 12. Amen. The 12 apostles was Simon, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, Thaddeus, Simon, and Judas. Now, Judas was replaced by a new apostle. And even though most of us today believe that the apostle who replaced Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus Christ, was Paul, also known as Saul, that's actually not true at all. Amen. Now, it had to actually be someone who was with Jesus from the beginning, right? And it also had to be a Jew to make him the new 12th original apostle. And we see this when we read the, when we read the word of God, amen? Because the word of God provides us with all the information when the grain is treaded correctly or when the word is rightly divided, amen? Now, Acts chapter 1, 21 through 26 says, Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. 
beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men. Jesus called Barsabbas, also known as Justice and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles, making him the 12th. Matthias was the 12th one added and he was added not by Christ physically, but by the casting of lots and through prayer by men of God moving in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So Matthias was the 12th apostle. Paul, however, though, is still an apostle, but he was an apostle for the Gentiles. Amen. And Barnabas, who was one of the choices when they cast the lots, it was either Barnabas or Matthias. Barnabas was still an apostle and we have confirmation through the word of God. Amen. And we're going to dive into that right now. Acts 14, 14 says, but when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting. Once again, Acts chapter 14, verses 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed into the crowd shouting. Now, we see Barnabas was in the casting of lots with Matthias to see who would fill the, the 12th original apostle of the Jews that was with Christ. And Matthias won, but uh, Barnabas was still someone who was around since day one. And he was still an apostle. He just wasn't part of the first witnesses of the resurrection. Amen. So once again, Acts 14, 14. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting. So if Matthias was the 12th and Paul and Barnabas are still apostles, that's at least 14 right there. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. Yeah. Now, I believe these these right here are also more Gentile apostles in these scriptures who were well known and respected among those apostles. And we read about that in Romans 16, 7. Greet and Doctrinus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. These are more apostles right here. Praise God. And the, their, their names was Andrachus and Junia. And they were in Christ before Paul was. And they were outstanding amongst those who were apostles. Amen. There were so many apostles and people need to understand that God has a way of doing things. And we learn that way when we study his word or when we have an ox that treads out the grain for us. Praise God. Now, this is confirmed through the apostleship we have been given by Christ himself, according to scripture as well, that God has given this apostleship for this very reason to create more apostles. The churches stand on apostolship. Amen. 
So this is confirmed once again in Romans 1.5. Through him we received grace and apostleship. Amen. To call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. There's an obedience that comes from faith. That's why faith without works is dead. That's why when you have an ox that treads out the grain for you, everything can make sense without confusion. Praise God. Because God gave us a spirit of strength and of a sound mind and not of confusion. Amen. So when you spiritually discern the scriptures with that same spirit that don't come with confusion, you could understand. Amen. Romans 1.5. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So there's an obedience that comes from true faith for the sake of the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, the apostles, they were called to have double honor. A pastor is a beautiful thing, but to be an apostle is a major assignment that comes with a major responsibility. Now, <clears throat> they must make sure that everyone in their church, from the bishops to the pastors to the teachers and evangelists to the psalmist, is sound in doctrine and receiving truth from that holy apostle of God that was given the gift of the words of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. If they do good, in the end, God will reward those apostles that led those churches to victory. Amen. And we see this in Revelations 2.2 where it says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. Because there's false prophets and there's false apostles. There's false teachers. There's false messiahs. This, this is a wicked world. Praise God. You, and it's good to have that ox. Hallelujah. To, to, to tread out the grain so you can be properly fed and nourished in the spirit. Amen. Now, I say led to victory because without apostles, you can't even have a church today. And we're going to confirm that with the word of God right now. You know, because the first thing that makes a church is an apostle, right? Evangelists and prophets come after apostles. There's new evangelists today. There's new prophets today. You guys believe in prophets, right? And evangelists, right? There's new evangelists, new prophets now, and new apostles. You better believe it and get with the actual true program of God. Amen. Now let's confirm it with God's word. First Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 28. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. None of that stuff comes without an apostle first. The first thing that builds a church and that makes any of that stuff even possible is an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And God has placed 
in the church first of all apostles second comes the prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing of helping of guidance and of different kinds of tongues the operating the funk the orderly running function of a church comes by having a holy apostle first praise god <laughs> ephesians chapter 4 11 more evidence so christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the the pastors, and the teachers. Amen. Once again, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Hallelujah. Now, many men desire to be an apostle. But the truth is that apostles will suffer tremendously and not all pastors and teachers may suffer as much. So you should be careful when desiring the position, though honorable, to be an apostle. Because it's clear how apostles will live and be treated according to the Bible. Now let's confirm it with the word of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 9 through 13 and it reads for it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession right we get no progress only everybody else we, we go last but he who was last will be first hallelujah like those condemned to die in the arena we have been made a spectacle to the whole universe. Nothing. We're, we're a spectacle. You can't even see a spectacle, can you? No. That's what the apostles were made like in this whole universe. We are a spectacle to the angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ. But you are so wise in Christ, right? We are weak, but you are strong. These are exclamation points at the end of these uh, uh, adjectives. Strong, huh? Like, you know, you are honored. We are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world right up to this moment. Praise God. Can I get a witness today to stand up for an apostle preaching the word of God today? Is there anyone that's willing to stand up for the truth of God today and say, God bless this man for his truth and his wisdom? For, for treading out the grain. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's go. Hallelujah. Now, listen. Garbage, the Bible says. The garbage of the world. Wow. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Can we take a moment today to think about what that means for the apostle today? The garbage of the world. We have become the scum of the earth. The Bible says right up to this moment. This is present day stuff. Praise God. Now, many desire jobs that come with great power, but those same jobs are the hardest. Listen, to maintain, to maintain the church while living in this wicked world and still being faithful to a holy God will push you to the edge and keep you there your whole service for the Lord. Apostles, once again, will suffer tremendously. 
I'm not talking about stubbing your toe every once in a while. Let's read this brief description of what apostles will go through and be treated like while in the flesh maintaining a church once again. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 9 through 13. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession. Like those condemned to die in the arena, like those tossed to lions. Praise God. That's how it was in Rome. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored. We are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we blessed. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. Hallelujah. For this very reason, we are to love, honor, and respect God's chosen holy apostles today that are keeping the church of God standing. Hallelujah. And keeping the wolves out of the church. They are out here fighting. They are fighting for the church. They are fighting for the sheep in the spiritual realm. Praise God. They are warding off herds of wolves for you. They deserve and are worthy of double honor. Praise God. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 22. Dear brothers and sisters, Honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you sp spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I think that's enough right there. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 and 13. Their brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Once again, all these men whether that are evangelists today or prophets or apostles that were given to us by Christ himself. Amen. And we read that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Hallelujah. Apostles are powerful and perform healings and wonders when the church is running right like it did back in the days of Peter. Hallelujah. And we read this in chapter 2, verses 43 of Acts. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Amen. The apostles perform most of the healings according to scripture, and they guide you into all truth through sound doctrine and God's holy word. They work hard by rightly dividing the word of truth and they are not ashamed while being pure and without favoritism. The only thing that matters to them is God's order and his holy word. Amen. That's why the Bible also says in Galatians chapter six, verses six. 
Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Now, as an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ myself, let me teach y'all something deeper about being an apostle with the scripture. Amen. Listen, let's dive in gently, right? Like an ox, I'm going to tread out the grain. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm going to pull some of the manna from it so you can eat it with me. Amen. Because a man cannot live on just bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, which is our spiritual manna. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter five, verses 17 through 25 in the King James Version from the 1900s reads, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn and the laborer, laborer is worthy of his reward against non-elder receive not. And listen, the, the apostle that works in doctrine and in the word rightly divides the, the truth in the Bible, pulls out manna pulls out the corn, he treads it, and he, and, he, and he feeds the sheep the corn, amen, so that they could be prosperous in their spiritual bodies, amen, in their spiritual beings, because we are to be in a spiritual man now, right, woman also, we are a spiritual men and women now, praise God, this is the food we need to be eating, we need the corn that is treaded out by the holy apostles, praise God, now, we see here that it says, for the scripture says, thou shalt not muzzle the ox. Don't stop the apostle that treadeth out the corn that's pulling out the good stuff from the word of God for you to feed you. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. Amen. He's he's worthy of that double honor for, for that task. That's a, that's a noble task. Amen. Now, against non-elder receive not an accu accusation. But before two or three witnesses, right? Don't even believe or entertain when someone says something about an apostle unless it's on two or three wit witnesses, right? You can't believe it. But look what it says right here. This is interesting in verse 20. Them that sin rebuke them all before others so that they may fare. When people are sinning as apostles, we're supposed to rebuke them all. It says when, when they when they continue in sin, rebuke them in front of others so that they could fear, right? So listen, we're supposed to charge people before God, verse 21 says, and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another. It doesn't matter who it is, if he's your brother from 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 the streets right if he's sinning he can't be lenient with him but then tell someone else that they're wrong because you don't really know him that well so it's easier for you to to, to stand up and tell him and point out his flaws flaws right but you first you're supposed to clean yourself up amen you're supposed to clean your own yard get this get the log out your eye and then you can help your brother with the speck in his eye, amen? But, you know, you can't show no partiality. Doesn't matter if it's your own mother. You know what I'm saying? If she's in the body of Christ and she's sinning, you should rebuke her in front of everybody in the house. You know what I'm saying? Because God comes before everybody in her life and in your life too. There's no difference. God, you're supposed to put, if, you, if, you're, if you're as a mother, you're supposed to put God first. As a child, you're supposed to put God first, amen?
That's just the way it is. And as an apostle, I'm breaking this down for you. Now let's continue. Them that sin, rebuke them before all that others also may fear. Charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another. Doing nothing by partiality. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Don't just be quick to lay your hands. You see how you go to church like you got Pastor Greg Lockie and you got other pastors like that that look like mighty men, but they're so quick to just lay their hands like and fight like snakes out of your body and stuff like that. You got mighty men that, that are mighty to uh, people that haven't spiritually discerned yet, like Marcus Rogers and Greg Lockie and people like that. But the Bible says right here, not to be quick to just lay your hands on people like that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do nothing by partiality. Lay hands suddenly on no man, the Bible says in verse 22. Amen. Neither be partakers of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure, the Bible says. Drink no longer water, but use a little wine, the Bible says. You got these people that are quick to lay hands on people. They're also quick to, to, to teach the wrong things and, and rebuke you for drinking wine. The Bible says here, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities, praise God. Because wine is good for your stomach and it helps the immune system. It helps you cleanse it so you could fight off infirmities before they come and infect inflammation that's actually the truth about organic wine amen and god knew that and that's why we see this once again drink no longer water but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities some men's sins are open beforehand lying before to judgment and some men thy follow after likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand and many that are otherwise cannot be hid Basically, there's men that do things for, to, for, to be a show and to show off. And there's men that do things in secret. But God's going to reveal those things and reward them later. And those who are doing it for a show, you know what I'm saying? We, God knows the truth of why you're really doing it, right? And that's why we read again right here. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. Their sins are already making it to the judgment before they arrive amen and some men they follow after right likewise likewise also the good works of some are manifest before them they show them right and people see them and many that are otherwise cannot be hid so the other ones that people try to hide also they cannot be hid from god because god is going to reveal everything whether good or bad in the end right so it doesn't matter what type of works you have good or bad whether they're hidden or non-hidden god's going to judge them for what they are according to his word amen on judgment so now we have to understand that there are apostles today and i hope you guys got something from this teaching this is a short teaching and this is about apostles being being around today and that they deserve double honor and that you should understand that apostles what they do is they tread the grain and and they pull manna out of the word of god and they feed the sheep you know you need to swallow your pride and humble yourself and embrace humility right and because the meek shall inherit the earth and you got to respect apostles for what they're called to do you know what i'm saying they might not have even chosen themselves to do that but God chose them and they're doing something they don't want to do, right? And they're doing it faithfully and gracefully for your sake while suffering, while suffering on this earth tremendously at the same time to rightly divide day and night for you. 
to tread the, the, the you know, the corn, right? So they deserve double honor and you should respect an apostle. And if you want to live according to God's order, like a church functions, the first thing that, 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 that makes a church is an apostle. The first thing given to the church to run is an apostle, amen? So today we learned that apostles are real and there were many apostles, praise God. But the 12 apostles that most refer to, they say are the only ones, they were only the ones that, that were witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, amen? And these things are spiritually discerned. But Paul, Barnabas, uh, you know, Junia, and Jacricus, and a lot of others were apostles. There were Gentile apostles and Jew apostles. There were many apostles. Christ gave us an apostleship, amen, to build churches. Paul was a tent maker, right? We, the, the, the body is referred to as a tent in some scriptures that we'll, we will leave this tent. We'll only be in this tent temporarily, amen? So we need to see that Paul is symbolizing through, through the spiritually discerned scriptures that he builds churches as an apostle. He was a church builder. He built many tents, amen, as an apostle. That's why he wrote so many letters to the Corinthians, to the Galatians, to the Thessalonians, to the Romans, huh? Because he built many churches, praise God. Thank God for our, our apostles today because they're still building churches for those who, you know, and we're still also writing letters and telling people what they're doing wrong and we're still getting feedback, you know. But the Bible says which type of churches is going to succeed into all victory, amen? Which ones is that going to be? We read that in Revelations when it talks about the church of Philadelphia and all the other churches. We see the spirit, the different types of spirits that are in the churches, amen? So that's another study we could do another time, amen? But this week was specifically that we have apostles today and that they should be respected with double honor for treading out the corn for the sheep and also rightly dividing the word of God, amen, and for also being a source of healing, for being a source of guidance, for being a source of direction, for being a source of encouragement, a source of motivation, inspiration, for also just grabbing us firmly and taking us to the, the river of living water, amen, so we could drink it as much as we want, amen. Praise God. Now, y'all have a blessed, a blessed day. This was yesterday's message, praise God, which is the Sabbath. As a matter of fact, next week, we're actually gonna talk about the Sabbath. We're gonna talk about the truth of the Sabbath and we're gonna break the scripture down to sawdust so there could be no more confusion on the seventh day Sabbath and how it's a commandment from God. And if you love God, you are to keep his commandments and how in that commandment, it specifically says which day to hold and keep sacred, right? We're not to add or take away from the word of God. So you cannot manipulate scripture and say that the Sabbath was made for man and, the, and that man was made for, and not man for, for the Sabbath, right? And that's true, but God knows what's best for us. And that's why he told us which day to keep sacred for our Sabbath. Right? Because the Sabbath is made for the man. Hallelujah. But we'll go into that next week. I could, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready in season and out of season. I could, I could do a hundred sermons in a row. You know what I'm saying? Non-stop. Like, like the holy angels are praising God for eternity. I have no problem preaching until my time is up. I could, I could preach to my last breath. 
You could believe that I'm an ox that doesn't get tired. I love treading the corn. I love feeding the sheep. I love seeing them get fat and be healthy in Jesus' name. So God bless y'all. Once again, next week, we're going to be talking about the truth of the Sabbath. We're going to break the scripture down to sawdust. This is Apostle Joseph Rodriguez with Truth Be Told, Church of the Living Christ. And here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Amen.